Folks, oh shit, I I always forget I'm supposed to start these spooky. <laughs> All right, here we go. In three, two. Folks, welcome back to Spooky Mechanics, the only podcast about movies. I'm your co-host, Roman Butel, and joining me, as always, is Michaela Bones. Greetings, Filmer, I see you. Greetings, Filmer, I see you. What we got today, Roman? Today, we're talking about The Thing 2011. Spooky Mechanics continues, and joining us is our friend, Buffalo's beautiful boy, the king of Kalamazoo, it's Matthew Rayo. Hi, Matt. Hello. Matt, you were just saying The Thing 2011 is one of your favorite movies. You've seen it about a million times. Talk yeah. to us about that a little I was bit. Just Can you saying, speak to I, that? Yep, I, I just saw it for the first time, like a <laughs> uh, half hour ago. Um, yep. And, uh, and I love it. They, you know, you want me to describe it real quick? Give it a little tagline. Um, the movie opens up. It's a Arctic wasteland. It takes place in 1982, it's I believe. A- <laughs> what? No, okay, it's good. <laughs> okay, so they're going across the Arctic, and they're looking for the ship, right? So they, they come across... Uh, like half of the ship, so they, they go, they're in this ice ship looking in a cavern, and then you see Nick Cage pull out this this pipe that he finds down there, and what he's, uh, what are you giggling about? Michaela's just cackling over there. <laughs> so, anyways, they you... get this, they get this ship. So they they start, uh, they realize it's a stamp. You watched on the National one side. Treasure again, didn't you? <laughs> right. You fucked up and watched National Treasure again. Yeah. 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 All okay. right. <laughs> Okay, so here's the deal. We love the thing, don't we, folks? It's a good movie. I don't want to speak. I know you both pretty well. I think we we would say John Carpenter's The Thing is like it's in the top ten, right? Maybe for top sure. five. Yeah, I would. I would Maybe put number it up there. one. It's way high up there for it's me. Up there. Maybe top three. Tape top three for sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Um, where would you say the thing 2011 falls? Ooh. Probably somewhere a little lower. Yeah. I'd say a lot lower. A lot lower, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So I got I a just... lot of complaints about this movie. I was trying to go I was trying I feel like I was going at it like CinemaSins. I was like literally watching through it. <laughs> and Gabrielle's kinda of working on the couch next to me. And I'm like, I'm like really struggling to look for good things to say about this movie. And it is a slog <laughs> at the beginning. Like yeah. uh, well, the end, I will say that that title sequence or the intro sequence is the beginning of National Treasure. I'm not fucking around it. Um, <laughs> and they fall into a thing, and then they do the uh, the title sequence. It is the most like underwhelming horror movie title sequence. Like I, I want a really good like you know. Yeah. I love when a horror movie makes that intro sequence like its own short film. Like sure. Shout out, shout out the Evil Dead movies. They they crush it in that department. Yeah. But well, like, like I even love that... looking at like the opening of the thing that just mm-hmm. has so much like intrigue to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really does. Uh, yeah. Like the beginning of the. Uh, John Carpenter film is exceptionally like just like what the fuck they toss you into this thing and it's really it's really good time. What that dog uh, doing? Yeah. What that dog doing? And what's going on with with our our guy? You know, I did rewatch the thing recently, and so that was like honestly kind of Which, like a chip on my shoulder watching the, the fake thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it was also fresh in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say 
you know, I was kind of thinking we could just talk about the movie in sequential order for as long as that lasts, because I kind of think act one is like keeping in mind the Overton window shifts, right? When based on, it all depends on what movie you're watching. Uh, I think act one of this movie is like mostly fine for me. It's not great, but it, it it basically falls apart the first time you see a CGI tentacle, which we'll talk about. So mm-hmm. act one is like not incredible, but it's like say something uh, say something that stuck out to you in act one. Um. Uh. Well, you outfoxed me. They uh they did right. the thing with every other like <laughs> okay. expedition movie where they have to like put the team together and they right. go. There's, yeah. a, there's a literal sorry. There's a literal moment where well then I'm in like. Like, oh no! Me, I, like, I got thoughts on it's, the, the, it's like uh, Alien vs Predator. Well, except bad. So okay, I, something I did like about Act One. Um, I mean, uh, uh, smell a chapter. Smell. I love a smell a chapter. <laughs> um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in this movie. Okay, she's so, good. Know, she is she's, good in this movie, and and I do like Joel Edgerton generally. Um, he is just playing. Uh, off Red McCready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a helicopter pilot man. and he looks exactly the same. Michaela. Yeah, Mar- <laughs> I do appreciate yeah. the casting. Like they they've made the look like work. Yeah. That was kind uh, of fun. Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays a character named Kate. And we talked about Kate starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead on our John Wick likes episode. Is she in John Wick? No, she's in a movie called Kate, which is John Wick like. Wait, the uh, the character Kate? Yeah, she, oh, she oh. is yeah. that the canon sequel to the thing 2011 yeah. where she becomes a she becomes, American she paleontologist <laughs> Kate Lloyd uh, escapes Antarctica and becomes a John Wick like assassin. Yeah, the discovery of aliens just shifts her Love worldview it. and she just is like, all right, <laughs> that was another it. great moment where they're all like, didn't believe in this shit. Now I believe in aliens. <laughs> like they were all on yeah, board. Wouldn't you? Okay, I, okay, something I did. I thought about it this whole time. Something I did like about the opening. I thought the creature in ice looked cool. And I oh, thought the yeah, sequence where it cracks and slivers into the ceiling is kind of neat. Um, yeah, I did. I, I also thought the uh, the shot of the the tentacle monster under the ice was was kind of dope. I was like, uh, yeah. I, that was that was pretty sick. I, I agree. Uh, I once say, it busts right, through the ceiling, though, it, like the movie feels like it just starts going. Which yeah, is that's nice. when it, it it no longer even becomes like, like it is twenty five I mean, minutes in, but it it doesn't have. Yeah. It doesn't build suspense really at all, other than like that one moment where they drill in, and we all know as the you know as the people who know we're like oh fucking here we go baby give it to me yeah it does do that thing <laughs> where once the action starts it doesn't really like let 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 loose at all it be, um, it's no. a different movie it it's a different kind of monster it movie wean yeah, down the, 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 the high octane violence and gore and all that kind of crazy shit it just keeps going and it's non-stop until the end of the movie yeah because i like the moments in the thing where you're where you're sitting around waiting just like where the fuck who the fuck right. is it you know there's those a decent the amount moments. of that movie that is just people being paranoid and talking to each other but they bring the flame like, like fighting with each scene. other <laughs> yeah one thing i did read is that the director originally wanted to make like a much more of a slow burn movie the wikipedia page for the thing 2011 is actually a very interesting read it's why i highly recommend everyone just because like there, there's like some interesting behind the scenes stuff with this movie and he originally wanted to make based you know he wanted to make the thing he wanted to make like yeah. that style of movie and i think in retrospect thinking about like act one compared to the rest of the movie that's where it's clearest because you're right matt the second that creature breaks out it's just now 
it is Alien versus Predator. It's yeah. that it's yeah. that kind of a, of mo- it's a monster action movie, not so much a horror movie. Mm-hmm. At times, it's a little scary, but none of the scares really land that well. Well, because I feel like what is the, the first? I think uh, like the first like attack you see from the the thing is that harpoon through the chest. Which is kind of badass, but immediately ruined by the fact that the CGI is just kind of a little not there, you know? And that's like, and it's like the first thing, and like the first CGI thing looks bad. Fuck. Yes, exactly. I was like, we're in for a bad time as soon as that happened. There was a thing that I had on my mind. I keep saying the thing because. Yeah, we're going to keep doing it. It's It's, it's uh, just, uh, uh, you're going to have to live with it. Should Um, we call the movie The Thing? Because it's not really The Thing? Yeah. John Carpenter's The Thing and The Thing? The thing Wait, which the one thing? are we calling the thing? Well, John Carpenter's the thing is the thing. <laughs> okay, this one's the thing. The gotcha. thing. So when we talk, got it. It'd be easier for everyone to listen. To understand. Yeah, I, I think everyone's going to understand when we say the thing, the referring thing. to mm-hmm. the thing, the thing 2011. Right. What were you saying, Michaela? So I do really get the impression that the people who made this movie really wanted to just make 1982 the thing. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, so um i've i've like watched youtube videos and read a little bit of that wikipedia page myself and um and written some of it too i suppose <laughs> written some of yeah, it she's, too. she's an editor yeah she's <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway um what i've what i've what i have learned about the 2011 the thing is that it did seem like the creators of that movie were very passionate and wanted to make a like solid movie and took a lot of great inspiration and put a lot of care into the details that led up to John Carpenter's movie. Um, but they were, they were up against a big obstacle because this was also like 2011 and movies just, I don't, I don't think movies are quite like the thing is back then as it, as it is today. Like movies today are a little bit different, but yeah, the biggest thing and movies before were different too. It was oh, yeah, like, for sure. really, this came out at maybe the worst time, maybe, and eh, maybe mid, 2000s would have been the only other worst time. Well, <laughs> this is the classic um, studio meddling that tends to like ruin a lot of things. And um, probably the biggest uh, offender of that particular um, issue in the production of this movie is the CGI itself, where yeah. the team put a ton of time into practical effects, just like John Carpenter's film. And the studio came in and said, no, like use CGI, just use CGI, just do it on the computer. And well, can't I force him to do that. And yeah. they just like CGI'd over a bunch of like pretty decent uh, real props and, and animatronics and puppets and such. And you can uh, look up YouTube videos of them doing the camera testing. Right. Yeah. Of several of the monster designs. And yeah, it is crazy. And uh, the, the official line from the studio was it looked too much like an 80s movie. Brother, you're making a thing, a thing prequel. Yeah, like you greenlit, you're greenlit the thing. What are we even talking about here? Like, it, it should look like an '80s movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's like the looking at Evil Dead and it being an '80s movie with over the top blood and gore and action, and trying to make Evil Dead rise without that. Like, just mm-hmm. changing the fundamental DNA of what this movie really is. I think. Uh, just set it on a course for failure b- before it even hit the theaters. Yeah, because yeah, I think there were some of those scenes that were genuinely like pretty spooky, and I think like there's a couple moments where I was like actually like, oh no, you got me! Like there's a couple when the arms fall off, and then they they creeps down mm-hmm. inside. I think that was a moment like, oh, you got me! You got me with that that because most of it's covered underneath the sleeve, I think. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. can, it sells the effects practically with that that shirt kind of melting like down. 
which is just like a body double, you know what I mean, falling forwards, yeah. out of it, which looks really, really good. And then it's immediately ruined by like the, the uncanny, you can see the tentacles just move a little kind of odd. I even think some of the tentacles, like they move too quick and whippy and there's no like bone structure to them, which kind of grounds it in reality. And I feel like that's part of it, that like the movements almost feel like too loosey-goosey. Like they feel like they could be clipping through pieces of the room to get to where they're going almost. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and it kind of like it kind of minimizes they feel. It kind of mis- yeah, minimizes it, the thing of 1982 and, and, and how the grounding to the reality and everything. It feels less grounded. It, it was like, this amalgamation of things it it absorbed and then yeah. it was trying to replicate and like like you said bones I think like that's mm-hmm. huge cuz it really was just like a, another organism like any other that had yeah. all of those internal organs and things. The CGI was just a blob and that yeah, didn't just quite took work. It out. I yeah. think one yeah. of the things about this too that is like genuine is that they didn't just do the blood test again. They found another way to like identify oh, yeah. the thing in an interesting way that was at, like genuinely a little bit paranoia inducing, which is like if you have tooth feelings or piercings like any metal oh, yeah the thing can't reproduce so that's how did they, they ultimately the figured out to some no, they did the blood test but uh, do they also recall that uh I, I thought there was something in the first movie about there being prosthetics or something like that that were non-organic <laughs> to some of the people no, not I th- that i remember it's i think they yeah, just did the just blood, blood test in the, in the first yeah, in the original. they talk about the, and this is actually something this movie this is a plot hole in this movie they talk about in john carpenter's the thing that when you thing out you your clothes get ripped so they find like the missing long johns oh yeah and, yeah, yeah and that's in this movie, identical clothes i did think of yes. at one point i was like and in this movie it just like like even at the very end there's a twist that a character becomes the thing like at a certain point like you see him here and he's not the thing and then he disappears and comes back and he's the thing but he's wearing the same clothes and it's like yeah. well that doesn't that Good wouldn't track. work um to just to talk about the effects real quick before we move on did you both read about uh, uh so the the effects company was understandably heartbroken and like really upset about sure, this I'd imagine so, so, yeah. so they actually made their own thing movie called harbinger down uh with Ooh. all practical effects and i watched it just out of curiosity how was that it's not great, but nah, it is charming. There's like a really the beginning of the movie. It, it's a thing like like they're just, yeah. you know, they're 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 trying to make they're making the thing again. But at the beginning of the movie, there's like some miniature work that looks really good. And uh, the monster design is really charming because it is like all practical. Um, that's cool. And I totally, you know, even though I didn't love the movie, I super don't blame them for doing that because that sounds like yeah. it would be therapeutic. And it's like, oh, fuck yeah. you. I put all this work into it. I'm making my thing movie. I, I imagine those people are all like fucking tight. So they're like, I'm going to make a movie with like the people that are fucking good at this shit that are like, exactly. we're something right. cool, you know? And, and that's, that's just got, so that's, much labor you put into like your craft yeah. to have it just so it's like, no, I'm, I'm using it. I'm going done. to do something yeah. with that. Right. And then you actually do finally get that out to an audience and they can see it for real and it's not covered with bullshit. And it's on like everything. Like I watched it on Freebie. It's on Tubi. It's on Pluto. Like you can just Tubi, find this movie. Yeah, Tubi. 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 Let's go Tubi. We love Tubi. Where's the Tubi sponsor? <laughs> Working on it. Yet? Tubi, call us. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> We've been Tubi calling. Rules. Um, uh, there was a not to jump around a little bit, but there was a there's a scene when uh, the main uh, scientist explorer. Um, he's so he's trying to get uh, the Declaration of Independence and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he's doing the, he's, he's doing the, uh, it's after they burned the thing for the first time. They're like, well, might as well cut it open after it like just killed one of their guys. And then he's like, it's fascinating. And he like almost looks, it almost looks like he looks into camera, but he looks like off camera. He's like, it's fascinating. Like he's trying to convince everyone in the room. This is cool. This is good. Like, uh, yeah, like, I didn't well, really like that. How that guy was, was really like, aroused by the thing. Yeah. He was just like, 
this is a good thing. Like, come on, right, guys? Like, this, is, this is cool. Like, yeah, really good. He's petting uh, a good thing. Good thing. Uh, <laughs> Who's a little thing? <laughs> rubbing, rubbing its belly and getting yeah. his face ripped off. Fascinating. <laughs> uh, can I tell you a scene that drove me up a wall? Sure. Yeah, okay, and this is like, uh, uh, I just think, a, like I was kind of alluding to earlier, how this movie came out at a time. Like, I do think, you know, there's talks they might make a thing sequel now. I a think sequel? you could make another thing movie. Like, I, I don't oh, think you yeah. need to, but I'm not like, I'm not saying it's so sacred. You should never should. No, but, whatever. Movies. Yeah. What, like yeah if you it's good, great. It. I, I'd love it to be good. I would love to have a it's new good thing movie. For, but, for dumb people like us to talk about the internet. You know? Exactly. Have a exactly. Good new thing. Yeah. Um, but in the thing, there's the scene where Kate and scientist guy, whose name I can't remember. Yeah. They're, they're watching the things, the, the fang cells take over human cells. Oh my God. And it's the exact same scene as Blair in the original, except in, in, in John Carpenter's the thing, they just show the graphic. They show the red cells taking over the human cells and you go, seems bad, huh? And then Blair loses his mind. And you're like, yep, I can, I can like decipher this. I have like reading comprehension. And in this movie, you have the two characters going, it's imitating human cells. And then them just basically going like, this is bad, Scoob. And they like, don't leave anything open to like you being able to like, yeah, I know, man, I could like figure out. Like it's such yeah. a long scene of them being like, oh, I also had that, that, that scene written down as something that I wanted to talk about because, uh, uh, that's very funny, but I, I was watching that little graphic of the cell eating the other cell, and I looked over to Gabrielle. I'm like, "That looks bad, right? Like, that <laughs> it did look bad. really bad." Yes. Like, and she's like, "Yeah." It also wiped from it, like it was like a transition from white. And it was just like a flash to like this bad graphic of a thing that was clearly just like <laughs> shooting across screen. It is pretty funny to get the CGI bad on a thing that like, 40, right. th- thirty years prior to this movie coming out looked good. Yeah, Gabrielle wasn't working in a lab uh, late one night uh, for a while, and she's used uh, and to, your uh, eyes a, a microscope before. Yeah, um, and her she's used a microscope before, and I was like, it, it, "That's just like not what that looks like, right?" And she's like, "No, like not at all." <laughs> well, she's probably like, not researching the th- the the th- well. The sometimes thing. She, you don't know what she does. Um, that's true. I yeah, don't. you don't know that, Roman. <laughs> uh, you're right. Uh, you're right. Hey, that's on me. But we were, we were both like that. I don't think that's what, like, the view would look like into a microscope. It just looks bad. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that scene was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I did like that shower blood scene, though. That was pretty dope. Yeah. We found like, the, that, the, well, like Michaela said, things. the tooth filling, that whole sequence was yeah. good. That was a fact. I actually all, all had practi- a... Practical and suspenseful, too, though. Like, nothing yeah, right. crazy or, like, like hyper-octane like that scene yeah. either. It was just like, that was a cool detail. I like that shit. More of that. I do have a friend who he saw this one before John Carpenter's The Thing and seeing this one. He was like, I mean, it was OK. It's not bad. And then he oh, saw man. John Carpenter's The Thing and went, oh, I, I see. <laughs> like, yeah, that movie <laughs> sucks. Uh, I mean, we could skip right to it because the end's whatever. Um, but I, did, I did, will say I didn't know this was a prequel going in. I think someone probably said that to me along the way, but I didn't kind of oh. had brain. So like when the movie ended, I was like, wait, that's the dog. Oh, my God. Yeah, that part oh was cool. That part God. was cool when it basically was just like, became the thing. Yeah, yeah and I, I was think, like, this is I cool think that shit. was the coolest then, part of the movie in general yeah, is and actually, the way that they match up the opening of 1982 the thing with out. the end of yeah. 2011 I let the it thing. play out and I watched the first 20 minutes of the thing right afterwards and I was oh, like, yeah. this is a- that was actually pretty fucking cool, guys. Yeah. Like, I was like, you know what? Like, weird to watch a bad movie that is turns into a great movie um, you know like weird thing to do so you're, for your friend that just watched it for the first time and started at the thing 
Like, that actually sounds badass. Yeah, actually, yeah, maybe that's the that way to do it. Yeah. Cool. I think it is really cool that you could edit these two movies together seamlessly like that, though. Yeah, it's good. The yeah. way that, that they was, matched it was up neat. that like, whole sequence, it starts with the Ennio Morricone theme song for the oh. 1982 theme, uh, theme. Oh, yeah. And then it yeah, shows yeah, yeah. you the entire... Uh, Norwegian base in ruins with all of the victims there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be um, cool. Yeah. Doing like profile shots and stuff while that theme song's playing. That's just really that's, cool. That's really neat. It gets neat, you hyped yeah. up and like nostalgic for 1982 thing. And then you actually get to watch 1982 thing and you're that's like, oh, yeah, that was this worth it. Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was, okay. What happened to Lars? Uh, who was he gets, Lars? Uh, he gets in the helicopter Lars, and then he gets shot. Yeah. But so he get, but they didn't, didn't he get got? He like gets pulled into a building or something like that. Uh, no, which one is Lars? He's, He's the guy at the end of the movie that, that is the crazy guy from the beginning. Oh, of the I film. did think that was weird because I did thought I thought I I did think. He was I think it's another. The one guy was running back. He's like, they got Lars. They got Lars. And then I, when they come, I think it's another case of um, Childs, uh, uh, Keith David's character, where, where there was like, this whatever. like there was like this big like, okay, is that actually the thing or not? <laughs> And I think they're trying to do the same thing that they did with Childs with Lars as a character, but it doesn't really work because yeah, when he gets in the helicopter, clunky. you know that that's the guy that's trying to shoot the dog from the helicopter right. and gets shot by Gary. So it doesn't matter. But that would not also be the first time in this movie the thing does something. The thing does something, something that makes no sense, yeah. right? Because like even um, uh, when the thing thing things out in the helicopter and like the face cracks open, <laughs> that it's like so bad. Yeah, it was. It, it I sure terrible. wish I could have seen the original pass because I bet that was a really cool puppet. But yeah, uh, like, it's like, why would the, why would the thing do that? It's about to go into this building and it's going to have all those folks like fish in a barrel. Like, why is it thanging out right now? Just because it's like, oh, they got me. It's like, that's just go infect all of them. Like, what are you doing? There's yeah. so many moments like that where I'm like this. And actually, this leads me into also. Do we uh, really go? Else. How far do you think they crashed? By the way, because like, do we really go with that they survived the crash and just limped all the way together without being affected in the thing? I think to all, think all, those two. Well, we we know the one guy's human because he gets just like capped and dies. Yeah. And then I think Joel Edgerton is human until they go to the ship at the I end. I think so too. So, yeah, so we're to believe it. that they crashed in a helicopter with the thing on board, who I would imagine got at least that one dude. Um, and lived and then miles away and got there in the snow i just i'm sorry i just no it's stupid it's really uh, dumb i was but, like this is this is what we're going with huh at first yeah. i'm like oh yeah they're obviously the thing and then i'm like no we're going with their human we Shit, needed we needed is, like another 10 15 minutes for the movie to you know have have enough have duration to, to make it a movie yeah. Yeah, right. It's not marketable if it's not 90 minutes. Uh i Jeez. so okay, so the director Rough. i read uh he stated that like they combed over the Norwegian camp scenes in John Carpenter's The Thing to try to make this like accurate. Like like he says, for example, there's a scene where, you know, they they when they arrive, when when McCready arrives at that camp, there's like a uh, an axe in the door. And so they're like, OK, that axe has to be there. Yeah, that was cool. In my oh, opinion, good. I think that was a mistake or at least they just should have like thought about it a little more only because. There's so many things that just don't make sense. For example, the two-faced monster, which it's like, okay, that has to happen because they find that there. That's the corpse that McCready brings back to the, oh, the camp. Oh, yeah, the yeah. That's so, cool. But the thing becomes the two-faced monster, which again, just looks so bad because you have CG yeah. face next to real face. And then it just stays that way for like a really long time and is just running around the halls. And you're like, why would it not? assimilate why would it not go into a corner somewhere and assimilate and then try to play some among us mind games with these folks that's like what i thought we were gonna see when uh the one 
uh, Chris Pryan looking dude is holding the knife in the kitchen and it goes yeah. into the kitchen. I was like, are we going to see it like, trans- like fully transform in this room with him and thinking it's alone? Because that would be so fucking cool right, right now. And then it doesn't right. do that. And then, yeah. I, then it runs through the wall. And, I was, and that was another thing. I was like, Gabrielle, it sure really likes to just run through things. And good thing it's like dense as shit. Because it could just, it seems like if it just goes forward, it could go through any surface. Because <laughs> initially it jumps through the ceiling in one go. It doesn't yeah. even like dig through or anything. It just jumps out of a nice block <laughs> in an explosion and then into the ceiling and it's gone. Fortnite is just... no match for the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... <laughs> right, and you would think these walls have to be a little thick because there have to be some insulation. Insulation, <laughs> they're in not... fucking the Arctic. Like, fuck me. I just, ah. That's so funny, yeah. I was like, maybe it's, cool it's just built like, different, no. man. It's just yeah. built different. It's for built sure, like your sure. apartment in thin walls, paper thin yeah. walls. Um, maybe this isn't fair, but None the thing spaceship is the least interesting part about the thing. Oh my to god, me. I wrote that too. I don't uh, care. I love Alien. I yeah. love the Alien franchise. I don't give a shit about the thing spaceship. <laughs> that, that's yeah. not the scary part of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, when we got there back at the end. Like at the beginning, I was already like, "That's kind of lame." I hope you don't yeah. spend too much time here. And then inevitably, we come back at the end of the movie to the to the spaceship, and I'm like, "Man, I really hate this as a set piece. Like, I just don't like this. I I I don't know. I was it not sure why design. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's yeah, just really the design was awful. Oh, I did write down we never see a full wide shot of the spaceship, so the context is really confusing. Um, I think we do at some point when, but it's like in the yeah, ice. It's, like it's, it's like, yeah, it's not a full wide shot. You don't get the scope of any character in it. Really, it's just it looks bad. The design's bad. The setting isn't fun. But and even I don't in like John Carpenter's the thing. thing, I forget that that's in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, me too. I just I forget that. Thing. Like oh, like when I rewatched it on Halloween, I was like, oh yeah, yeah shit, you see I'm the like, spaceship. Oh, you do see it. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because it, it's before the credits though, or the title sequence. Yeah, right. Which is or a great title the, reveal. Yeah, it's nice matte painting too. It's yeah. nice map painting, so I'm like, I'm kind of cool with it, and it's not really associated with the characters or anything. It could have easily been like, I don't know, like a Paramount logo, but right? And, and there's like the, kind of the cool reveal that it's been there, like it crashes, <laughs> yeah, and you don't, and then the it's been there for a hundred thousand years. None like of it's been there, interact with yeah, it. yeah, and, and that makes um, it special. Admittedly, to talk about the thing, 2011, the director's uh, original vision did sound like a little more narratively interesting. Like he apparently wanted it to be like Kate discovers that the the thing was an alien they pulled from another planet, and then they this space this this uh, being crashed on Earth to try to kill the thing, and so she would find evidence of so the thing fucking something up to do. that ship. What actually they wanted to give Kate something to do, and maybe actually write something for a character. Well, right, yes. And, yeah, like, the, the implication cool. was then you could do, like, the thing in space if you wanted to, like, straight up do cool a whole... Movie. Yeah, like, that, that sounds cool. But uh, that all got cut when the studio demanded sure. reshoots. Um, and yeah. we got what we got, which is, like, yeah, just, like, the whole final act of this movie is really goofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't get it good just... again until you're watching 1982, The Thing. Right. Yeah, you don't yeah. realize that it's just auto-played and you're watching John Carpenter's The Thing <laughs> like, and you're like, oh, legit, this shit rocks. That, that whole boss battle, I was so tuned out by then. The, yeah, so it was like hard to finish this movie. The, the, uh, the, the adventure, Norwegian adventure man turning into The Thing in the spaceship, like that like design of the final Thing boss was also pretty lame. Like, yeah, especially didn't... next to final boss Wilford Brimley. Oh yeah, right. That, 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 looks incredible. That one was yeah. incredible. Yeah, and it had like the it dog just... coming out the chest too. And... Yeah, yeah. I thought we were gonna see a two-headed dog split. 
Wilford Brimley. I got I like fumbled his name when I was speaking it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that thing was cooler. Um, but I, it, it is like the CGI. It just like looks so slimy and, and gloopy, yeah. and it doesn't feel like a a, a real thing. It's, it's crazier. It's crazy that it feels closer to the Scorpion King than it does. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? And that was and it's that that's you know people are doing great CGI it just wasn't in this movie. Well and I do think like I mean you're right I don't want I don't want to discount you know? like the entire like sure. industry of, of right. CGI other work. Stuff going but on. we are just now getting to a point where we can do faces that look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's relatively new and 2011 certainly wasn't it and there's so many instances if, in this movie where they try to do faces. What that's what they do with the thing next is that they uh Anytime someone is the thing, they have to do that person on CGI. So that's how you know. <laughs> and that's how everyone figures it out. Like, hey, were you like rendered differently? Differently. <laughs> <you're> just, like, <laughs> they look like PlayStation 1 characters. <laughs> that's like it's how they like first the look when they're thing. assimilating. They look like Laura Croft. And then when they're fully assimilated, it's just back to live action. <laughs> that's so good. Oh my God. That's amazing. The polygons are taking over. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. I mean, because like, new. like I mean, you're still a deep fake. Like, Thanos this is not in terms of like CGI like it I don't know it just it was a losing Again, strategy for the jump Scorpion yeah. King is a pretty good analogy I think no that's like a perfect one because yeah. it's like yeah man that could have been cool but uh and that's that's look like at it. nine years prior <laughs> to this movie so yeah, it's just it's crazy that we're that this movie is closer to that than it is what we're currently able to achieve which is crazy yeah. and yeah. I think like but for even, 2011 yeah. like it wasn't necessarily that up to par but I think that the, the maybe the schedule they had to do all that CGI led to it being really low quality. Yeah, but part yeah. of it has to do with hiding your monsters and stuff like that too. Like they, uh, and I get you got to show it to some degree, but it's like when you have like the hand monster uh, rolling around on the floor, uh, and they're passing over with the flashlight. Like it looks okay until it catches like a full beam of light when you, it's all exposed, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of looks kind of funky. So some of it does come down to the compositing and the lighting and what you're where you're putting those CG effects. Cause like, I don't know. I mean, if there's a little more dust in the room, maybe a little more shadow or something like that, maybe not a direct flight or some kind of bounce to it. It might be able to sell that effect a little bit better still. So part sure. of it, I think does have to come to do how your shots are composed. Um, Cause like, I don't know. There's some shots that are CGI in this movie that do look good. I like when it's yeah. underneath the, uh, that one cabin at the beginning uh, until it shoots that harpoon out. Yes. It looks really good under there. It's all in yes. shadow and it's squirming about. It looks really good. And I'm like, this looks awesome. Harpoon out to the chest. It looked like the light hit it. It just looked like clean. It just didn't look like it fed, yeah. fed uh, the, the whole, I don't know. No, that's the exact moment. I remember watching this movie for the first time. And when you see that tentacle, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I see why people hate it. Because up until that point, I was kind of yep. like, no, this isn't terrible. Like it's, prior you know, to that, it's, you only see it bust through the ceiling, really, yeah. and then hide underneath the cabin. Those are the two things you see. And I'm like, these look pretty good, uh, right in the, and then bad. And you know, even though we were kind of clowning on like them assembling the team montage, I did think the dialogue yeah. between like the lead guy and Kate was like decent. When he's like, "All I can tell you is there's a specimen." Like I thought that was kind of like, oh, okay, that's kind of like, I don't know. I felt like, and that could just come down to the actors, like the talent. They really kind of sold me on that. Like, oh, yeah. this is like exciting. This is historical. Like, yeah, the. the but I get what yeah. you're saying. I was lukewarm to it. Um, upon I mean, yeah, it's not. Like, I, I viewing the, the, but... the best defense I can mount for it is I didn't hate it. <laughs> at sure. The beginning. Yeah. Which you know, <laughs> I guess that's possible. I, I feel like I'm, I'm such a spoiled place with a lot of movies where I'm just like get me to the bread and butter of what's going on. I don't really need it. 
I, I've seen a movie sure. before. I don't need to. I don't need you to be to form a team every time. You know. Yeah, no, I like, get that. I get that for I'd sure. I'd rather learn about the characters, and I don't get anything. Like, I don't learn anything about Kate from that scene. You know, other than she has yeah. a job. I don't learn anything about this guy other than he's mysterious and kind of a dick. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I don't really get to know the characters too too much. I mean, um, those two even, traits really carry through the whole film. Yeah, yeah but they don't change sort of too much. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah, and, and Kate having a job, like that's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, she. Well, is... except at the end, I don't think she probably does. Well, no, yeah, she she definitely got fired. Yeah. No, the other guy did. She fired the other guy. She fired the boss, dude. That was another thing. That was another thing. I Okay, so when I rewatched John Carpenter's The Thing, I always try to track who's The Thing just for fun, but then I always get so swept into it, I just forget. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's gone. Like, I yeah, don't know. I'm like too yeah. stupid to try to figure out exactly who. This movie, it was pretty easy to I'm clock sure who was The Thing somewhere. at any given time because they're just constantly like, we need to leave. And then when the other characters would be like, that actually doesn't make sense to leave, the guy's just like, I'm going to do it anyway. And you're like, okay, yeah. you're The Thing. That's, that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this. Yeah, this movie was pretty obvious into it. Like you don't get swept as close into it. Even when they they have, I, I wrote down too when they're going to face the, the the boss battle at the end when they're chasing him down, and they they do that uh the focus on the earring shot in in the foreground, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool because like I know that like that's a cool way for the movie to tell me without telling me, you know, or show me not tell me, and then like they come back, and then uh, I'm of course looking for that as like the viewer, and they just come out and straight up just say it to me. In the most like obvious, I don't know. It's just like just fire him, just fire him if you're <laughs> yeah. gonna do that. And then we know that she would have saw it too. I don't know. Like, do you guys know that performer, the Enigma? Not familiar. <laughs> I'm gonna just post his Wikipedia. He is uh he became really famous because he has like he's he's like whole body is tattooed. He has all these piercings. Oh, I've seen a picture of that. Dude. I've heard and he of, has like yes, surgery. Okay. It would be so funny to cast someone like him in the movie, and then he just comes around the corner and is just squeaky clean, bald, no piercing. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> oh, hey Enigma, I think you're the thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, oh, my horns. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, how? Uh, how like intelligent is the thing, or like how many memories and like how does how does the thing's brain work when it's infected to a person, like and it's turned cloned a person? That, that's a thing that I have thought about a lot because like based on the John Carpenter movie, they have that like like that question in the movie where it's like if I was the thing in a perfect copy of myself, then like how would I even know? Right like, down to the but down to like the memories and stuff, which is pretty interesting, like language and stuff like that. I don't know. I just really, I just, I, that's a thing in the back of my head every time. I'm like, mm -hmm. right, okay, what is this thing able to do? It's always really good at cloning people, but is it good at recreating so what people were like? You know, there's the potential for a thing sequel. Like that is, um, they did in comic would, books technically, but I none of us have read them. They did in the they did just video games as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's Which, a that's thing. how they should do it. John Carpenter's a gamer, so he should just be like, you well, can only do it if you do a game. I think John Carpenter <laughs> actually went on to say that the Thing video game was canon. I'm Hell not yeah. sure well, if that would hold up though. Like in in the Thing video game, since you probably have never played it, uh, like the the U.S. military goes in after the base is blown up and investigates and you find everything 
um, including like Wilford Brimley's little spaceship underneath the shack. <laughs> and um, but uh, which which like they blew up. What? How 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 do they find that? Um, <laughs> but uh, you have like a, it's like a squad based game, and you'll like do blood tests on your teammates. Uh, which like they they figured out how to That's do a blood cool. test. I don't know if like they just already knew, or if they just figured it out while they were there. But you'll do a blood taste on th- blood test on a teammate, and, and a taste. you'll <laughs> taste them a little bit. <laughs> and and uh, they will pass, and then you'll walk through a doorway, and they will immediately turn into the thing, even though they literally just passed the blood test. Well, it was in the doorway, you see. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. Like you know. It, Everything's the thing. The thing. That's something John Carpenter's The Thing does really well is it kind of it, it keeps the thing's motivations and how exactly it works behind like a veil. So you're not positive and that makes it scarier. It's the unknown is the scariest part of the thing. And and really until Wilfred Brimley is building a spaceship, you could almost think like the thing might be like dormant within these people. It might not come out until it's explicitly threatened because it's just that? biding its time. It could be all of them. Yeah. And, Wait, and it then, could do that though? It could just be do, like a little bit of blood cell in your wrist? No, I just mean like it, like you could be the thing and not even know it. Like it's fully assimilated into you and it's just like, I'm just going to bide my time. Like I'm going to let you on autopilot be just human oh, Matt. And that's then do. that's yeah. how I've always kind of interpreted it. Interesting. But then by the end of the movie, when it knows it's fully backed into a corner, it's like, okay, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to build a spaceship and I'm going <laughs> to tap into this like ancient, this, these, this Benny Gesserit knowledge, if you will, <laughs> you uh, always gotta bring Dune into it. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna access my genetic memory and build a spaceship. <laughs> so, <laughs> <It was> an- <laughs> uh, the end of the Thing video game involves McCready surviving for like I-, I think it's days out in the Antarctic with like no shelter. Um, but like he rescues you. And then you fight a giant thing monster like at the end of Resident Evil Seven, and uh, and and yeah, that's the sequel to the thing in video game form. But do you want to hear my pitch for the premise of what I would, I would do for yes. a, a, a thing sequel? I feel like I'm always the one doing this, so yes, absolutely, I want to so hear yours. Do you remember how Blair is looking at the computer program and calculating? Okay, so mm-hmm. it, what's the likelihood of one of us? being assimilated by this thing and that leading to the entire base collapsing and being assimilated by the thing. Oh, it's pretty high chance. Okay, well, let's raise the stakes a little bit. How about the entire world? If this gets off of Antarctica Mm -hmm. and makes it to mainland, how long until the thing completely assimilates the entire planet? And it gives you like an hour figure, like so many hours, I think. But um, if you do the math, that's like three years. Mm Mm-hmm. So oh. the thing sequel takes place with the thing making it to mainland mm. based off of a rescue that goes to US Outpost 31. And then it after it making to mainland, it becomes an ongoing war for, of humanity versus the thing. Because after it has assimilated enough people, which it will inevitably do, it will become like a pandemic or an outbreak that eventually becomes like small resistance cells fighting against the thing because humanity will eventually succumb. That's pretty crazy. I'm into this. I'm looking up like a a world map because I feel like 
what you would need to do. Oh, God, we we live in hell. I searched world map on image search and I'm just getting a bunch of like Amazon links. Like you want to buy a world? And then no, just show me a picture. Show me a PNG of a map, please. I just want to look at the world. You want to buy an NTV of we a map, please? We used to be hunter gatherers. NFT? <laughs> anyway, um, I feel like, yeah. So, okay. This is what I was thinking. You, I think the ideal setting for your pitch, Michaela, would be something somewhere like New Zealand, where it's like, Still big, still like very much could be like, you know, world ending, but, but it's it could be just, the last bastion, but it's just secluded enough where like, you know, if the thing lands on New Zealand and they're able to catch it, it's like, okay, maybe it hasn't left the island yet. We can lock down New Zealand and, uh, and then you could, you could have some good. Oh yeah. There you go. Madagascar. You could have some, cause you could see what the animals are doing. Like what's Ben Stiller oh, they could do doing? that one like, song where like the, the, you like to I move it. I like to do it, move it. Thing likes yeah. to move it. Exactly. Yeah. And, yes. and then you and could Annie also Murphy do some, like, there and... you could do some like commentary with like, um, uh, uh, you know, like, like the lockdowns we just saw in the real world, like people not like it. And like, what, what? do the, the what are those little monkeys doing when they're like, you know, are, uh, what do they feel about the mask and the vaccine mandate? Like what, you know, what's, what's, what's up with that? Yeah. Wait, what does the thing think of masks? No, the monkeys from Madagascar. Oh, I see. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Are they vaccinated? Monkeys? I would guess not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, I think they're free thinkers. Probably. <laughs> but I think that would be a fun premise for right a now? thing sequel, off? because at that point, <laughs> the only way to like continue everything without copying it outright, I think, is to take it to the next level. Yeah. The, I think the comics did uh, uh, Childs and McCready got on a submarine and uh, that's also a cool thing on the submarine. It's like, you know. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to just do that, I'd even be like, great. Yeah, just adapt the comic. Yeah, that's pretty cool, if, actually. Uh, if, if push comes to shove and there's no way out, then Ooh, you can just let the submarine, submarine implode. Submarine would be a cool movie. I think and that's that would, what they do. I do think they die at the end of the comic because they're just like. That would take care of the thing. Yeah. Oh, I just mean like it would be cool to put the thing on a submarine because it would be cool to like get it to climb through like some of the pipes and stuff. Yeah, and you could show it Titanic. Like a really good. You could go to the Titanic. Yeah. In the eighties, they definitely have something that can. uh, That's how they. That's how they kill the Titanic. That's how they kill the thing. They they call Ocean Gate and be like, just uh, send us a sub. It'll be fine. We're not worried about it. Send us any one of your subs, and we'll just put the thing in it, and we'll let nature take its course. Like a, it's like a cabin in the woods kind of governmental thing where they just like have the thing on hold to like give to their enemies just like drop them the thing oh that that would be an interesting plot Weaponize point in Michaela's pitch yeah, th- yeah. Th- there'd be actors in the government that are like no we don't want to destroy it we want to keep it for bio yeah, it's warfare. a weapon we want to yeah. study and then it. guess what oh god dropping the thing is like uh, at a that's uh, so evil yeah and guess what sister you're not just making your <clears throat> resident evil <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> figure out a way to get the rights to umbrella bada bing bada boom now you got a stew oh yeah uh do we want to talk about the thing anymore we're we gonna move on um is there anything else to say about it um i don't have anything yeah i think i talked about most of the stuff i want to talk about the thing okay. i think the only thing i have left to say is that is it was really cool when kate looks at the guy and the thing when she realizes he's the thing because he doesn't have an earring Mm-hmm. And she says, "You're toast, motherfucker." And bars, and 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 <laughs> turns them into <laughs> toast. That's right. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to the sauce. But before we do, we're gonna take a break for this week's sponsor. Matt, take it away. This week's sponsor is gonna be Bat Wings. Get your Bat Wings here at Kelvin Klein's new oddity shop. It says here that we, alongside the bat wings, also have turtle shells. 
and diamond earrings. So you can look forward to that at Kelvin's Oddities. Kelvin Klein's Oddities. Back to you, Rome. That's a real store? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a real store in my head. God, this show sucks. <laughs> That sauce. Do we want to just uh, do we want to go on three? Go do on three. Rec- what? Do we recommend the the Fang twenty eleven? Well, Here we go. Uh, wait, what? We just three, go on three. Two. Sure. One. Three. Hello. Uh, you can clean it up. Okay, I will <laughs> say. Yeah, so oh, here's what I'm going to say because I I don't want to share. You, I'm not going to let you speak for me. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I, I recommend I recommend the thing, the thing. If you've never seen the thing, and you want to watch a, a really goofy movie that gets really awesome, I think that'd be a really cool way to watch it. So just do a double feature. Yeah, do a double feature if you're going to watch it, and if you got the time to spend on uh, something, something, something meh that gets cool. Or you know what? Someone should just take some time to re-edit the thing and just cut that shit down, and then I don't know. Cut it down to like a half hour, just like a little prequel, like highlight video, and then you could lead it in because I think there might be something in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the cool edit would be to, to use the title card from John Carpenter's The Thing, then cut to The Thing, then cut back to The Thing. Yeah, but really shorten up The Thing part. Yeah, yeah. Ma- I mean, you make it like a tight fifteen. Yeah, yes, definitely. I I'm not too hot on recommending 2011 The Thing, simply because like. I'm I'm already recommending people 1982 the thing. Yeah, um, true. So that's if you right. want yeah, a good yeah. movie, and, if and you want to skip to the good part, just there's you could actually do that. Yeah, and and that's a fan like a fantastic movie, a phenomenal movie, versus um like going through like earlier Matt you called it a slog, and I think it'd be really funny if this movie was just called the slog. The slog, <laughs> it's the prequel to the thing. But like there are little things in this movie that I think a thing fan will find interesting and a little fascinating and kind of a little cool. The callbacks to John Carpenter's movie are kind of fun for someone who loves the thing. And in that case, maybe, but if I, if I'm telling anybody to go watch this movie, it always comes with like the warning of like, it's not as good as the other one. True. Yeah. Which, you know, I think the only reason I, I said my piece is because I'm a kind of a, a glutton for watching some of the, the sloggy, campier, goofier horror stuff because I just like to learn about it. Um, so that's that's where my interest is. But yeah, if you just want to watch a good movie, it's, it's a big, easy skip, you know? Yeah, I agree. I don't really have anything to add. I, uh, I don't recommend it. I would say if you want to watch a thing like just watch Harbinger Down. There you go. I do want to check that out. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm it's, kind uh, of intrigued. Yeah, it has like a little more of a charm to it, and I feel it feels a little more like a passion project, whereas this was a studio dusting off the old IP and seeing yeah. what they got sitting there collecting dust. Yep. So, it's also pretty. it's also kind of wild not to gloss over like how much the studio meddled in this when like the initial thing was a flop like John Carpenter's the thing it was a flop and it was not very well received and then it gained a cult following and is now correctly in my opinion viewed as like one of the greatest science fiction horror movies of all time and so it's crazy that the studio suddenly is like no this is a sacred cow like we cannot it's the thing we gotta like you know meddle and really get our fingers in there it's just weird too to me that like this movie follows such a roadmap so closely at times but with a completely different tone um i I just think it's like it's kind of amazing where it, it just feels like 
it's almost copying verbatim without like having any of the like without carrying any of like the things that make it good right and it's just kind of wacky yeah um well we always end every episode with a spooky gaming moment why don't we move on to that now matt i did not give you a warning so you can take a minute to think about it the rule is just always it's not video game related it's not video game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anything, anything you want to talk about, it could be pop culture thing. It can be like a real world thing, whatever you feel comfortable and yeah, want to share. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can go first, uh, c- continuing with my tradition for spooky mechanics. Mine is a recommendation for our listeners as well as Michaela. And this week it is James Tinian, the fourth and Werther Deladera's something is killing the children. It's a comic series. That uh, I've been reading over the last couple of years. I've been getting the trade paperbacks uh, and it has become one of my favorite comics, I think, ever. Uh, it is it, it tells the story of a woman named Erica Slaughter who travels to Archer's Peak, Wisconsin to do what she does best. And what's that, Michaela? It's hunt monsters. And said monsters have been killing the children in this quiet Wisconsin town and are invisible to adults, except for people like Erica, who... Uh, hails from the Chicago-based House of Slaughter and is able to see, fight, and kill monsters. Uh, It's really, really good. It's brutal and it's scary. Uh, It is not shy away from, like, showing people and sometimes children getting ripped apart by these, like, creatures. Um, But it's, like, always tasteful and well-crafted. Everything has a purpose. It's also really funny at times. Like, the writing is quite good and Erica is a really cool character. Uh... It's actually, and and there's a new companion series out called House of Slaughter that I'm really liking too, so I recommend that as well. And they're actually doing a Netflix adaptation of Something is Killing the Children. Um, Your your mic is not picking that up, whatever you're trying to do. (laughs) Um, uh, Mike Flanagan was on board for this adaptation, but he walked away, which uh, I'm okay with. You know, but that, that guy's been killing the game. Let him do whatever he wants to do if he doesn't want to do this. And they got some other folks from... Uh, shows that I haven't seen that I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, so read something is killing the children. Oh yeah, and you check out show. Gen V yet? Oh yes, I did. I watched Gen V. I meant to tell you that. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Oh, are you, are you, are you all your heating game in moment. Yeah, so, that's it. Is it. Is it my turn now? Yeah, go ahead, Michaela. Check it out. Okay. So I'm gonna. Can I? Can I do two like mini uh, heating gaming moments? Because my first one is related to this episode the thing and uh the relation to it is i was watching columbo recently Mm. no shit no no way are you serious and Columbo? <laughs> one of the actors from the the 1982 John Carpenter's The Thing happened to Was be the a character in Columbo for that hey, episode. Just one, just one he, more played, question. He, he, he played a main character in a Columbo episode, and I'm thinking, well, what the heck? It was uh, Gary, the, the outpost captain. Um, he, he was the dad of some character in Columbo. Uh, they, uh, he was one of the like main witnesses, so he was, had a pretty substantial role in the episode, and it got me thinking that it would be really interesting for Columbo and the Thing to all occur within the same universe, and eventually leads to Columbo uh, following the case of the Thing. And you're like, just, just, just one, one more thing, Mister Thing. Are these your trousers? <laughs> <laughs> it's doing the thing where its head is ripping off of. <laughs> no, Wait, I don't, I don't, I don't want to bother you. I thought you. John had a. 
I don't want to bother you. This is just routine. We have to do this. We have to follow up all these leads, and it's a shame. It's a real shame what happened, and I'm, I'm really sorry to bother like... you, and, and I'll get out of your hair real fast, but I, I just have to do this because it's routine for my report. And uh, could you tell me where you were on the night that the dog walked into that person's bedroom? No, it should just be like, have you always been a dog? <laughs> and then reveal he's talking to a dog. <laughs> no, I just had a that's dog just like you before. Uh, so that that's my first half. Is it's just like it's just really silly thinking of Columbo and the thing being in the same universe and Columbo following that trail as a case. I actually think uh, it's very I would serious. Love that crossover episode. Uh, the second half of my little uh, heating gaming moment is I finally watched the Ballad of Buster Scrubs. And uh, that movie. Oh, ruled. nice! Good. Uh, yes, yeah. that is a very big recommendation for anybody scrubs. who hasn't seen it. Is definitely go watch that. It is fun and yes. also devastating, and it, it, it's 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 worth the time. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. Um, and you can watch it in parts. You don't have to watch it all at once, guys. This yeah, is the cool yeah, thing about you can this break movie. it up and take take it's a like break. A, it's pretty much a miniseries. Yeah. Just jump in whenever you want. A fantastic experience. And uh, with that, I'll pass it on to you, Matt. Um, yeah, I think uh, one thing I want to say is I think you should break up the heating gaming moments. To um, They're good. Keep it exactly the same. But Michaela, I think you should also have a additional Columbo moment in every episode. Stop. I just think, Stop I, it. I just think. You don't, get to, fucking, you don't get to fucking light in fires and every walk away. Episode. You don't get to like do this. Okay, then guess what? We have a third co-host now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, Sorry, Matt, go ahead and Matt, go ahead and give us your heated gaming um, moment. The Columbo so my, moment my... is coming up soon. Oh goddamn! Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> my heated gaming moment is uh, well, as you all know, our, our friends uh, got married a couple days ago. Let's go! And uh, whoop whoop! Shout out marriage to your friends. Uh, but my heated gaming moment about uh, uh, being being in a wedding party is uh, where wherever the fuck you want. I had these dress pants on, and I was like, you know what? Fuck a dress pants. I don't like wearing them. I don't look good in them. They're too baggy. Um, they just look a little silly. They're, the style hasn't changed from, like, the 80s, essentially, with dress wear, for, for men's dress wear. Um, so I just wore some black jeans, and I look good as hell. And nice. just wear whatever you want at a wedding. That's my heating gaming moment. Hell yeah. I can agree with that message. Okay. You want to talk little, about Gen little- V, though? Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to talk about Gen V, dude. Can you, can you real so quick good. just Michaela, say... have you watched it yet? Yeah, can you just real quick say your heating gaming moment is Gen V? My heating gaming... Game, am I saying that right? Gaming moment? Yeah, it's fine. My heating gaming moment is Gen V. Okay, great. Michaela, I'll let you work your magic there. <laughs> She's not going to do anything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Gen V a lot. Um, I thought the first and last episodes were uh, the best. Michaela, did you watch The Boys? Have you watched The Boys? No, I haven't. Oh, you should. Highly recommend. Uh, you really should. Couldn't recommend uh, enough. It's the best show ever made. I really... Th- okay, honestly, you know that's good because it's like superheroes and Matt would not say that. Like, you know. Well, that's part fair. of the that's reason fair. I love The Boys so much is because I don't like superheroes. <laughs> it's like it's like um, if Watchmen is superhero politics, The Boys is superhero like consumerism and business. Like that's the it, angle they kind of take on. Also, it, it, it just... It, it produces the exact commentary on all of the uh, Marvelous oversaturation <laughs> and just current day... I guess what you'd call popular superhero, uh, like, yeah, consumerism. And it just makes a mockery of it the whole time. Well, still speed fooding you, sp- spoon feeding you also just media. 
yeah, it is yeah. just great. I mean, it, it, it's produced it by in the face Amazon. We'll do so, it. like, yeah. it is like yeah, there is like that dichotomy I mean. is like uh, it looks you in the face and spoon feeds you a show about it. Just it, it's 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 hilarious and it's it's every commentary you want on the genre. Yeah, and- no, it's good. And my only complaints about Gen V actually are. Okay, so like the boys and is it's obviously good storytelling. There's I don't know. I like all the characters. I love the show, and it's great. The special effects yeah. are awesome. Sorry, I just can't say enough good things about it. Um, so Gen V. So in the boys, the boys is kind of notorious for having like you know kind of gross and shocking things at times. But I would argue that every time something like that happens in the boys, it is a very deliberate choice and it's a purpose because like a lot of times it does just boil down to like yeah these superheroes are freaks. They're like sociopaths. They're psychopaths. Baby they are laser like, guns. They're nut jobs. Um, in Gen V, it felt like there were a couple moments of like really shocking stuff. That was just because it was like, it's the boys, quote unquote, or whatever. Like things just like like that happen, so they need to happen. And I was just a little like a perfect example. I'm gonna this is gonna be a slight spoiler for Gen V. A character, my favorite character actually in the show, is this person that can shrink. And she kills someone for the first time ever taking a life by jumping into his ear and swimming through his brain and coming out on the other side. It looked awesome. It was shot really cool. That is an insane way to take a life for the first time. That And, and then she just kind of is like, that was weird. It's like, no, that like, that's a season two, even late season one thing that character oh, does. I, I thought she was even more horrified. It, I, but then I feel like that's got to change the character. And the, the show just kind of continues on like... She has growth. She, like I said, she's my favorite character. Like, I don't want yeah. to take too much time, but like, I just, like, that's just an example of like that happened. And you're like, that is a crazy, like, talk about jumping to 11. <laughs> like, that was your go to yeah, no, move for insane. the first time you did this. Uh, so there's no, just a couple things like things. that that I think are just a little inconsistent with Gen V, but um, really liked it. I actually would yeah, not. They, they do play with death in kind of an odd way in Gen V specifically. That's different from the voice. I think, I think you're right. There's like, a little, they play a little fast and loose with it. I feel like, cause there, there are certain deaths that hold a lot more weight to characters yeah. and others that don't. And, and also these kinda, are like, these are kids. These are like 18 year old, like 19 year old, right, like they're, they're yeah. fresh in college. Like they should, I can understand why Homelander or butcher. They're just like, whatever, <laughs> like I'm fucking like, what sure. do you want for me? This is my every day. But like, I feel like, and, um, I, I don't know. Like, Michaela, feel free to use your discretion when you're editing this. If none of this makes sense, that's fine. I'm not just talking to Matt about the boys because I'm, or the, I meant to do this earlier. I actually wouldn't be mad if um, the cliffhanger gets resolved in the next season of The Boys. And then Gen V season two just starts with them out. I have a hypothesis for The Boys. Um, and just because I don't, I don't know, I could be dead off on this, but, uh, it does. It is Homelander running for like political office. That's what it voice? seems to be like. They're implying. I okay. think they're going full. Like he's Donald Trump. Yeah, they're just going yeah, okay. like he's they're Trump. going full full send on it. I mean, he killed a guy in the middle Amazing. of Fitzgerald the end of last season. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, okay. he literally did it. Yeah. So that's what the next season of the boys, I'm guessing, is about. And it it seems like this is the perfect setup to it because you don't need this show to explain it, but it also builds the universe around that um, politically in the world. And I think because the the scope of the of these shows are just are really good. And it, I don't know. They feel very cohesive in a way that, like, I don't feel like I get out of a lot of shows. Even like you're saying, they were watching The Walking Dead, and like people are just here and there when it's convenient. This feels like it all makes sense. Well, even like the the Homelander cameo in the final episode, yeah, it's cool because it's not treated as like a big like. No, you're just, not waiting for Homelander to show up, and everyone's you know what I mean. Because even like, the one oh, character shit. at the beginning of the episode, she's just like, "Get Homelander, shit's hitting the fan, get Homelander," and you're like, "Yeah, you would just call the guy, you would just call the guy," and he and you know it's like, "Oh yeah, Homelander's coming," because why the fuck wouldn't he? <laughs> and like he gets yeah, there, and, but in every like Marvel movie, you're like, "Why doesn't Superman just come in or whatever?" Or right, that's sort of the but, problem you know I mean? with comic books. Yeah, yeah, it's like why doesn't just so and so? 
because that's why Daredevil for me has kind of gotten hard to watch because it exists in the same universe where it's like, yeah, but wouldn't Spider-Man just come in and just like fucking yeah, blast, yeah. you're done. No, you know for sure. I mean? I'm like, and meanwhile, like Daredevil's getting like in a fist fight with like someone with a pipe who's bashed him six times. Like, I don't know. He's just a guy, you know? <laughs> well, he's not just but a guy. Whole, he's got the devil. But the, but the Hulk could come in and like crush <laughs> that man's skull. You know what I mean? Right. I just, uh, the, well, I think ex- the dichotomy yeah. of those those existing doesn't feel very good to me. Um, and like, I, th- I feel like the yeah. boys does a good job of playing with everyone's not doing that, but this is how yeah. soups are treated in X, Y, and Z. I think the comic book case for like the defense of that is like, well, I mean, you and you see this more in like true comic books is like, well, it has to service the story. So like the reason Superman isn't just going to come and save that doesn't make sense. It's because it's like a Batman comic. And like, it's like more interesting if Batman solves it himself. The reason the Avengers don't come and arrest Wilson Fisk is because Wilson Fisk is like smart and it's more interesting to watch Daredevil try to do it himself. And so, but you can't like make the like Daredevil saving the world. You know what I mean? Like, I just like, but a lot of times I feel like we get there where like the stakes are so high. It does feel like it warrants these other bigger. No, that even like uh, the new Spider-Man two game, like that, the finale of that game, it was so big that you're just like, feels like the Avengers probably would swoop in at this point. Right. Like, uh, that's why, like, it's crazy that Homelander swoops in at the end of this episode of Gen V specifically because but it it's makes like, sense because he's the product. It's like, oh, call in the yeah, guy, call in the Apache yeah, helicopter. <laughs> yeah. And that, but it like, it doesn't feel out of place because it, it got the show got to the point where the stakes were so high. Homelander should be here. You know what I mean? Like, that makes sense. You know, it, that I feel like rarely gets there. So, so just one more thing. Did you know there's actually a Columbo video game out there? Oh, God damn. No, I didn't. Tell me about it. Columbo? <laughs> well, it turns out it was made it's a by dating, the same It's a dating sim. Hey, but one more thing. It happens at the end of the episode. I'm so, making sure it happens there. So, uh, yeah, it turns out it's a game developed by the same team that created Bubsy 3D, and it was released exclusively <laughs> for the Apple Newton computer. And could you imagine... Like you know, you press A for just one more thing. You know, you, you press the like the the right bumper, and and you know, you, you see it bothers me. Like I could I could play a book. I could play a Columbo video game. That's you, like, you just want you want Phoenix Wright, but Columbo. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Why not? Okay. Well, if if we're uh, if we're really committing to this being a new segment, I would like to <clears> welcome <throat> everyone mechanic. to surprise the final mechanic. three episodes surprise ever of Surprise Mechanics. Mechanics. <laughs> surprise Mechanics. Surprise Mechanic. Before that, surprise uh, Mechanic. Surprise <laughs> okay. Mechanic. Surprise Mechanic. One last thing. Surprise I guess we're, I think mechanic. we're done. We're going to get out of here. Surprise Mechanic. Surprise Mechanic. Thanks so much. Uh, Matt, thank you for coming on. Where can people find you? Uh, don't come to my house. <laughs> <laughs>